welcome back to season two of Outside of Session. I'm your host, licensed clinical social worker and therapist BFF, Julie Hilton. This season, I'm interviewing some incredible guests who also happen to be experts in their fields. Mental health, motherhood, spirituality, and so much more, I can't wait for their stories to be told. These are all the conversations I'm having outside of session. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Outside of Session. This week's episode is going to be part two of the magic of healing your inner child. And we're continuing the conversation with Chris Dorsey about how we use internal family systems in therapy to help clients do this work. Last week, we talked more about learning and understanding your different parts that show up day to day. But this week, we really get into how doing that work helps us to know how to heal our younger selves. And I personally feel like that's where the magic really happens. Make sure you check out last week's episode first if you haven't already so that you have um, kind of like a point of reference for where we're starting today. And also make sure you check out the show notes for Chris's contact information if you have any questions for him or if you want to get in touch with him. So I hope you enjoy listening to today's episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Okay, so we've talked so much about parts in the present, how we get to know them and how, and we're an hour into this. I knew this was going to happen. I'm probably going to sl- split this up into two parts, right? Like yeah. part one, I'm we figured out. You're I'm enjoying watching you talk. It's like you're teaching me. It's great. <laughs> so this is all how we recognize what's going on in the present, but we're, we really want to get to the part of healing our inner child. So let's start talking about how do we work with exiles? How do we help them heal? How do we go through that unburdening process and what that looks like in therapy? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. That's a loaded um, one. And that's, a, that's really an area that we don't always get to. Like I, I have to say that like sometimes clients don't really give us permission to go that far. But when we do, like for yesterday, for example, um, we've worked back to a feeling with a client so I think real life examples are helpful kind of yeah. for people listening. So, so, you know, someone has come in with something happening and we've traced everything over the last couple of weeks. And we've really gotten to the point of like the exile is I'm not good enough. Right. Just that feeling of just, and right now it feels unsafe. Like he feels as though wherever he goes, that feeling is not protected given work challenges, home challenges. And so when when we met it yesterday, so to speak, you know, we made sure how to um, make it feel safe, make it, you know, talk to it. But it was really a like once you get there, and because I think the, the path to get there just takes time. And but when you get there, it's really this soft place of saying, okay, now how can we meet this exile so that it feels safe enough to now talk more, right? Like how can we talk and share more about it? And I think. The path for me and how I look at that is like, we just go on sort of tell me more about where you remember your earliest memories around sort of not being good enough, you know, yeah. tell me and sort of exploring going into that and letting the client kind of take you on that path around where it first started getting all that info and then um, working to kind of introduce, I know this is, you know, and then that path will eventually take you towards, um, healing it and bringing that, that inner child that feels not good enough 
sort of back to the pre- introducing it into the present to say, hey, yeah. you know, and letting that child know that this person here today is 28 years old and we were no longer in that place where no yeah. one, everyone around you judged you and made you feel um, that everything you did was just second place, right? Never really. And that the person where you are today and who's in your environment today, they're not the same people sometimes they're, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and that process is just sort of literally taking that child and letting it meet yeah. the, the part that they are today, who, who's in the room and really um, it's called implicit uh, direct access. So we would be accessing that exile sort of closing, almost like closing eyes mm-hmm. and talking to that part that does not feel good enough and really going through what we described earlier around the fears the focus, like all of those types of kind of letting it kind of talk to me, you know, meeting it at a child version of it. And yeah. that, that path is, it's, it's amazing. It just takes a bit of time usually. And so, and then slowly bringing that child uh, towards the uh, adult that's in the, you know, the client and the mm-hmm. two of them meeting each other and sort of kind of healing so that that child doesn't feel so close in that way, in the here and the now. Does that make sense? Right. I hope that makes some sense. It does. And what are some of those questions? Like when you finally get um, self to be able to be kind of like in the room with mm-hmm. younger you, what are the kind, how do you help encourage um, the healing process? Like what are some of the things that you do in that moment to get the, the exile we just go on like an exploration and then I sort of ask that child, would it be willing to sort of come forward mm-hmm. or would you be willing to move towards that and, and have the two of you meet? That's sort of what. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Um, yeah. So let me give an example of when that actually happened last week with a client. So when she presented in my office, she was just exhausted. And I've known her for a while, but um, one of the things that we've talked about is that she's just exhausted. And one of the parts that she blends with a lot now is this part that just takes on everything. Um, It's just a very responsible part, but she's responsible for everybody in her family. Like she just does and takes on more than the average person would ever be able to juggle. Right. And so she was having a hard time saying no, like that was one of her presenting things when she came into therapy. So we really identified this part. And once we really started to look at it and personify it a little bit, she started to call it her soldier Mm. because she was like, I just soldier through whatever I have to do. Like, I don't have a choice. I just have to get it done. So we started to see it. Like that's what she named. Sometimes clients want to kind of like name their parts. Mm -hmm. Um, So she calls it her soldier. And so when we started working with it, I was saying like, how long has your soldier been with you? Mm -hmm. Like, how long have you noticed this part? And she was like, gosh, it's been around forever. So when we started to work back through um, why did she develop this part? And I started to ask we started to ask that part, what are you afraid will happen if, if you don't just step up and be the one to do everything? So that part actually ended up trusting her really quickly. And I think it's because this part was so exhausted. She was like, thank God self is here and is finally out of place of being able to hear some of the struggles that I've had for a really long time. And like you said, that does not always happen very easily. Mm -hmm. This is one of those that um, the trust happened pretty quickly. So 
we ended up learning from this part that she developed, the soldier developed when her parents divorced and she stayed living with her mom, but her mom also had to take another job to provide. So she was gone working and like even out of town trips. And she was about 12 or 13 years old. So her mom would be gone for like the entire week. And dad was completely out of the picture. And so all of a sudden her home was just, her home life was completely uprooted. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she was having to take care of everything. She had to get herself on the bus. She had to pack her lunch. She had to put herself to bed. She had to do all of her homework by herself. She had to do laundry. She had to take care of the dogs. Like all of a sudden, all the responsibilities were on her. And every week she would get so much praise from her mom for being her little, her little adult. She, she would always say like, you're such a little adult. You're so responsible. So she was getting a need met, um, which was like praise and adoration and affirmation from being this responsible part. And so the soldier learned that's how you'll get this need met is if you take on everything around you and soldier just kept on soldiering for the rest of her life because that's how she had learned to um, everything from acceptance to love. Like that's who she had to be to please her mom. And so the soldier was able to point us in that direction to say, I have, I'm so exhausted because I've been doing this since you were 12. Mm. And so what we did was we said, would you be okay to the soldier? We said, would you be okay if self went to try to help that younger part, that 12 year old. And that can take a little bit of work too, because again, Mm. the soldier had been protecting her for so long that that's like her job, you know? So we have to do a little bit of work for her to be able to say like, yes, self can go talk with her. Mm. And so this is like one of like, the magical moments too is self was able to visualize where she was. So she could picture her old room when she was like 12 years old. And so she went and sat down with her and she was able to very gently, like, is it okay if I come in and talk to you? And sometimes our younger parts can be very wary of us and they don't want to make eye contact. They don't want you to sit next to them. Um, Especially if they have had a lot of, trauma from adults. Mm -hmm. They're very wary of adults, period. So you really have to work to make them feel really comfortable and say, I won't come close unless you're ready for me to. Um, If they're really young parts, you might have to do something like bring a teddy bear in with you or something Mm -hmm. like that to soften them a little bit. But with this 12-year-old, she was able to get to a place of talking with her. And the question that we always ask is, what did you need in that moment from an, an adult that you weren't getting that maybe I could help you with now? Yeah. That's always kind of like my standard question I ask is what did you need that you didn't get that maybe I can help you with? And that 12 year old was like, I needed somebody to explain to me what in the world was going on. Because about that middle school age, I feel like a lot of times what's happening is like their lives are changing with divorce or a move or something like that. And people aren't really like communicating to them what's going on. So she said, I needed someone to communicate with me, but I also needed help. Like I needed someone to cook for me. I needed someone to tuck me in at night and wake me up the next morning. And so as your like present self as an adult, you can be like, yeah, I can help you with that. And so you just do this visualization of like, what do you want for dinner? I'll go cook for you. And so you visualize yourself going through this process of just like cooking her favorite meal for her and sitting down at the table and giving her some sense of normalcy in life. And that is so soothing to our younger selves. So what I've noticed is like, 
if we're going back to an age where you're really young, like elementary, I don't know if you notice this or not, but like our elementary parts, they usually need something like a hug. Mm -hmm. They need someone to make them feel safe. They need someone to tell them that they're okay. Like they need, because of like developmentally, like that's what you're needing at the time. Safety piece. Sorry. Our middle school parts need things like um, validation of their feelings Mm -hmm. and information because they oftentimes feel really confused, like because they're, not yet adult brain, right? Mm -hmm. But they have more of a sense of what's going on than we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. And then if we're going back to a high school age part, they usually need to find their voice and to be able to stick up for themselves. And they want you to have their back as they um, stick up for themselves, whether it's with a teacher, whether it's with mean girls at school, whether it's with their parents, they need to be able to say, this is not okay. Um, I needed someone to protect me. I needed someone to believe me or whatever it was. So they Uh, become a little bit more verbal. Yeah. Those are our pissed Mm -hmm. off teenage parts, right? Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And so what we ended up doing was after she was able to give her younger self kind of a bit of normalcy at home and Mm -hmm. like visualize being able to do that, you ask that part, are you ready to leave? Like you've been stuck here for decades now. Are you ready to leave and just come be with me? And sometimes our younger parts are not ready to go. Sometimes they say things like, no, I'll get in trouble if I leave. So you have to work with them on um, how they can trust you that as an adult, they're not going to get in trouble for leaving. But once they get to a place of leaving, then we go through the unburdening process. Do you ever do that with your clients? The unburdening It's been, it's, a few times. I think that it's oh, not I love it. to get to that place where it's, it's, you know, we're tracking a lot, but no, I think um, I've, a couple times, but it, I'm listening to you thinking, wow, this is, I've kind of done it maybe three or four times. I love it. So what we do is we let our younger selves before they come to be with us in the present where you kind of like look after them. Um, we let them release everything that they've been holding on to. So I usually say with younger parts, they like to do something with nature. So I'll say that we can build a bonfire and you can throw all these burdens in and watch them burn. Um, you can do something with water. Like you can imagine standing under a waterfall and you let it wash off of you. Um, you can stand in a field and like throw it up into a million pieces and watch the wind, like carry it away, mm-hmm. whatever they decide to. And it's, it's really interesting because they'll kind of like have an inclination on what would feel good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they come up with their own creative things. Like I've had some that say, no, I want to break dishes or I want to imagine that I'm like throwing it out of an airplane or something like that. But you help them name what burden they ended up carrying because of these events. So it could be a negative belief about themselves, like I'm not good enough, yeah. or I'm responsible for everything, or I'm, I'm going to be abandoned. Um, I'm a problem. I'm not lovable. Or it can be a negative emotion. It could be fear. It can be anxiety. It can be, um, what are some of the other ones? Guilt. Um, ones that, again, like we're talking about, no 12-year-old should have to carry these things, right? Yeah. And so you help them visualize getting it out of their system. So they either throw it in the bonfire or they imagine it being like a smear on them that that washes off under the waterfall or something like that. And what you notice is once your younger part is able to release that, Mm -hmm. they look different and they feel different. Like all of a sudden they look like a kid again. And you can, I always ask the question, like, what do you notice about them when they're not carrying this burden? And they're like, she's actually really sassy. She's actually really carefree or she's outgoing or she's creative. And you realize like how much of yourself you had to stifle 
to survive. Yeah. And then you let them know like, okay, well, now that you're coming to be with me, you're fully free to be yourself. So help me be creative. Help me be sassy. Help me be um, whatever it is that was like naturally part of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh yeah. It's, it's like a whole weight's lifted and just Mm -hmm. this whole new Mm -hmm. persona comes forward. Yeah. I think that's, that unburdening is, it's like gives you goosebumps. It really does. That's the part of therapy that I always feel like people say, I didn't realize I was carrying that, but my shoulders feel so much lighter. Oh yeah. I think that that's the magic. Hey everyone, I just wanted to pause for a quick moment to say thank you so much for all the love and support that you're showing outside of session. If you haven't already, do me a huge favor and hit the subscribe button, give me a five-star review and share this podcast with all of your friends. Help me take this show to another level. Now back to today's episode. It is the magic. And then I tell people like, okay, so now this younger part is yours to take care of. So she's with you. You check in on her throughout the day. Um, If, especially with like whatever that concern was. So if, if the concern was that they weren't allowed to have a voice, you make sure she has a voice with you now. Or if, if her concern before was she didn't feel safe, you make sure she feels safe now. And so like you check on your younger part throughout the day. And sometimes it can feel like you're her mom, like you're almost reparenting that part. If it's a teenage part, like my teenage parts, I feel more like a big sister to or something like that. So you kind of like create your own little relationship with these different parts and they just like integrate into your life. And that's how you... Yeah. 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 They're not stuck in the past anymore. It's like a morning check-in. It's kind of how that development, rather than the fear of working to protect against them, Mm -hmm. you now have them sitting right with you when you wake up each day. Yeah. Which in turn ends up helping the soldier part Mm -hmm. because the soldier part was saying, I've got to do everything for everybody because that's the role that I've been Mm -hmm. tasked with for so long. But once that soldier sees the younger part with you, that soldier part could be like, ah, oh, maybe I don't have to take off on this anymore exactly. because I'm not at risk of hurting that younger part anymore. She's, she's with self now. Oh, I just got lighter listening to you tell that. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah that, that soldier can now do what a soldier is supposed to do at this stage, right? Like giving it its new yeah. job description, so to speak. Yeah. With the inner child part healed. Wow. Um. I'm curious, like with your clients, as they're doing this work and they're kind of like moving past some of this, what do you notice some of the changes are like? And I ask that because I think a lot of people are hesitant to go back and work on childhood stuff because they're Mm -hmm. like, that's in the past. I just want to leave it there. Um, But when we're talking about being Mm -hmm. able to release all of this, like what's what's the purpose of it for the benefit that you get in the now? Well, one is it helps... Uh, we, we can see the symptoms that they've come in with. Maybe we, we still looking at those, you know, that's our job sort of to say, well, you came in with these things going on, high anxiety, low mood, um, overwhelm, and sort of then beginning to kind of encourage them with curiosity, like around like how to manage them. How, how can I protect and maintain the gain that I've made, so to speak? Like they get, I think, very protective. I've seen that yeah. like, um, and very curious, like, like I went out and um, 
you know, I was in the car, they'll say this a lot, like what would Chris, you know, thinking about what we, you know, when we've done more healing, they get very protective of like this growth that they've made. Yeah. You can imagine. It's like they're taking themselves in a whole new way. It's that internal piece. Like they've, that environmental piece. Now they see the threats to that, that maybe they never really saw in the same way. Like they see it differently now. And how can they protect against that? Because I always tell my clients, nobody out there is really changing. You know, they're not in the room next to you. And now you are done all this work. Look where you are. Like, you know, like how can we maintain and how can we continuously improve? And then they get very serious. It's like, this is, this is, you know, like what you just described of that unburdening really can transform them into this, the, where they really want to be actually like, right. you know, and it's, um, I think, so I would say like proactive to protecting like this and then very curious about themselves in a way of like, how can I keep what has happened in the past from happening again? And a lot of calmness too. Like I've seen yeah. they've had happen, you know, maybe something that would have ordinarily, um, really dysregulated their system before they can now go home and hang out with their mom who used to be critical and just Mm -hmm. hear her mom's critical part that maybe the thing we unburdened kind of now um, in a whole new way. And they're just like, Oh, and they kind of, it doesn't come into their system. It it really just is very protected from that coming back. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, um, I think it also helps us to have a lot of compassion for ourselves. Because you start to realize how complicated we are and how we're all like, we're just a bundle of our entire life experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so even when I notice different parts of mine popping up, I'm able to say like, yeah, I still get anxious because of that. But you know what? I know that like younger me went through some things around that. So I'm not going to beat myself up over it. That is um, compassion too. Yeah. Like, yeah. That self-compassion really, for sure. That's not a word like our society really encourages, right? Like, I've had people make faces around self-compassion when I bring it up. Ooh, that sounds weak. And then to see them taking and caring for their parts in a way, like in a compassionate way, because knowing, yeah, we're not a hundred percent. They're still going to, they're still going to pop up, but how you talk to them now with that compassion, it can really save the energy. It can say, and really keep you balanced. That's the whole goal. We want to stay balanced. We want what's happening in our system, all these parts to find a place so that we can blend and unblend quick, right? We don't get too blended and too away from self. I think it helps us forgive ourselves too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, When we think about some of our younger parts, our teenage parts that made certain decisions that we've forever, you know, carried Mm -hmm. guilt around or something like that, when you are able to go back and realize they made those decisions because they weren't getting something that they needed. It helps yeah, us to yeah. be able to forgive them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were just doing the best they could. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm just thinking about my middle school parts right now and um, just how much pain they went through around acne and social yeah. and um, how to fit in and then dealing with mm-hmm. just parenting. That was one style that maybe wasn't working at that age and just all the yeah. things and, um, that critical part. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to go back there as you were describing the soldier and the unburdening there. I was going back to my sort of middle school and uh, kind of parts and the shame, there's shame involved, all sorts of Mm -hmm. feelings. But now I have relationships with all that. It's not, um, I can look at that and, and let it sit with me and not want to push it away. And that's a good measurement when things ordinarily would have maybe come up 
a client would have pushed away really hard. I don't, I don't want that. They now have space to sit near it. And that can take, you know, I have one client, we've spent a year just asking for this one part to come through the door and it, when it, and it's come a few times, but it it still is not ready to come every time, but he'll let us know. And um, that's, so much further than where that where he was before, and that's progress. Absolutely, so we have to individualize everybody in a way to how to measure them. You do. And speaking of that, um, that's why I encourage everybody to explore because this is not just for people who have. Um, I don't want to say like really extreme parts, but it's not just for people who have like the firefighters, the ones that I cringe over. Right. Um, like it doesn't have to be. Uh, something that's causing a ton of disruption in your life. We all have parts just like any family. They're dysfunctional at some point Mm -hmm. and in some way. Mm -hmm. And so I think that everybody can learn so much about themselves by doing this work. Um, Because again, like you have this family inside of you, whether you're like paying attention to it or not. Yeah. And they don't know that family as well when they walk Mm -hmm. in. They don't even know it's a family. Right. Right. I think that piece really resonates. That awareness that if anything they gain, if, if they may not unburden something early on, but they gain this awareness of this family in a whole new way. And it, it really does change the way they think when they wake up, they get curious. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Like the way it is. clients come in three sessions. And I had a gentleman, grief is a really great area that IFS works well in. So that's been nice for me to utilize that. And yeah. um, just seeing where they were four sessions to now around how what was pre-existing with him was a really strong desire to connect. We had motivation. It was just needed to, you know, push the little strong protector to the side, just open a little space so we could explore pain and suffering, right? The sadness and how to let that express itself. Cause most folks are designed to like, that's weak. I'm not going to cry. I'm not yeah. gonna it. And so to see him, just in a short time, like the curiosity leading to like some interest in, in that, that strong protector stepping back a bit fear, you know, knowing that he's safe in the room with me to explore kind of those feelings that he around the loss that he had experienced now. And so I think, um, yeah, it's just, so you can kind of see it in all different ways. It doesn't always have to go to the full end of an unburdening, like it can also be, and that's the beauty of it really. It it's, you know, it's cross-cultural, Every demographic works for everybody. I mean, you yeah. like, I love how you said it. We don't have to come in like with extreme trauma for this to, to, to be what we can come in with just, I'm having a hard time getting out of bed, I, you know, something yeah. like that. And, you know, and it works there all the way to, yeah, I'm the survivor of, you know, sex trafficking. It can work with that, which I've utilized that when I worked in my internship there. So, yeah, absolutely. It's magical. It is magical. I, I have another <laughs> therapist friend. That's what we call it. It's magic. And, um, Chris, thank you so much for doing this yeah, with me. I appreciate it so fun. much. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you? So I um, can get, get in touch with me, uh, Chris, at key, K-E-Y, counseling, ATL.com, or, and then uh, 404-309-5789. Awesome. And so... Um, I'll make sure to put that in the show notes too, so that everybody can connect with you, look at your website, stuff like that too, because I have a feeling people are going to reach out. It's really fun to watch you talk and see your love for it too. I have to just comment on that. (laughs) Cause I love what you're doing here, but I want the audience to know that it was just really cool to 
since we're on camera, we can see each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. Like what you were able to do. It was really cool to experience from my end too. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, this was great. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. If you have any other questions about parts work, IFS, reach out to either one of us. Um, but that's it for today. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Outside of Session. Remember, while I am a licensed therapist, this podcast is not a substitute for individual therapy. The contents of this episode are for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you are having a mental health emergency, please dial 911 for immediate assistance or dial 988 for the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline.